Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and a radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes, don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over, you won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today. Today, I'm launching a series of episodes on one of the most important factors in your job search, whether or not you get an offer and how far your career goes after getting your dream job. Soft skills or lack thereof start impacting your career during the very first interaction you have with a company that you applied for. Even if you have great skills and qualifications for the job that you applied to, if you biff it during your interaction, seem a little edgy, short, hard to get along with or anything like that, it's going to hurt your chances of getting another interview. If you've ever wondered why some people kind of suck at their job, but get promoted or are in high positions, oftentimes it's because they have excellent soft skills. They're great listeners, communicators, have high emotional intelligence, and just get along well with others, all of that stuff. So start thinking ahead past the point of getting hired. Think about how these skills can help you get a job and rise in the ranks and get promoted once you do. When we talk about job skills, our minds often go straight to the hard technical skills. Can you code? Are you a sales whiz? Do you understand complex data analytics or a certain area in marketing? While these are crucial, many don't realize that soft skills non-technical skills that relate to how you work and interact with others, those are just as valuable. Let's dig into the world of communication, not just how to talk, but how to truly connect, whether you're a job seeker preparing for your next important interview or simply looking to enhance your interpersonal skills. Today's episode is going to be an eye-opener. In this episode, we're starting with the communication soft skills. Upcoming episodes will cover things like interpersonal communication, teamwork, adaptability, and flexibility, which were huge during the pandemic, emotional intelligence, and more in later episodes. So communication is the backbone of our interactions. If you think about it, when you communicate well, you not only boost your own career, but you also build lasting relationships, and that can do a lot for you in your career whether it's where you go or where others go and then take you with them because you're a great communicator because you 
get along with them well. That's something that we all want, isn't it? So we'll start with active listening. It's not just about hearing words. It's about immersing yourself in the conversation. When you employ active listening or when it becomes natural to you, you understand what's being said. You build trust and you avoid awkward misunderstandings. So the next time someone's speaking, lean in, show that you're present, make eye contact with them. It's not about shuffling around for your phone, glancing at your phone, looking around. Truly engage in their words. This is what makes people stand out when you meet them and like them, when they listen, when they're interested. Moving on, it's not just about listening, but also how you speak. Here's some pointers to stand out in the verbal communication game. First is clear articulation. If you listen to the show, I try, but sometimes I struggle with this, especially if it's a topic I get excited about and I start speaking quickly and the words cross over each other. So clear articulation is to be understood. And when you're understood well and you say things well, those words are more valued. Speaking clearly not only ensures understanding, but also builds trust. You're not trying to speed through something that you need to say, maybe because you don't want to say it or it's something difficult to communicate. You say it carefully and at the right pace. Remember to enunciate, keep the pace steady, and like any skill, you have to practice. Next, avoid jargon. Jargon are technical terms, usually industry-specific terms that people outside the industry probably don't know about or understand to the same level you do. We've all been in meetings where someone starts throwing around fancy terms and you're left nodding with no clue. This happens a lot with new technology too, whether people talk about new AI stuff or whatever. These new terms can make them feel more important because they know more than everyone else in their room. Don't be that person. Be inclusive and understand your audience. If you're with a group of people who are really in deep with a certain technology or product or anything like that, that's where jargon is helpful because you're not explaining things over and over. You're talking about specifics, but when you understand your audience, and then sometimes you have to use jargon, but then you just simply explain it. Overall, simplicity is the key because it allows everyone to understand things. And some of the best quotes in the world say that the smartest people can explain complex things simply. So keep that in mind. Another thing is persuasion. And we've had guests on the show that speak specifically about persuasion. I'd highly recommend that you check out those episodes. But it's also important, and this is covered during those episodes, persuade without domineering. So no one likes to feel cornered or like they're getting a hard sell on something. So listen actively. Back your statements up with evidence instead of acting like you own the truth. And empathizing can help you persuade without being aggressive. And that goes back to listening too. A person who persuades well proves to the other person that they've heard everything that person has to say. Maybe they agree with it or they have another point of view, but at least both sides have had a chance to air out their opinion before moving on to a conclusion. There's another side to communication that we have to get into, and it often goes unnoticed, which is nonverbal cues and body language subtle signs that can be a game changer for a conversation. And this can be on the phone or in person, but we'll break these down, how these nonverbal cues actually can be your best friend or 
your worst enemy, things that enhance an interacting action, and then we'll jump to things that actually hurt an interaction. So things that enhance affirmation. So a simple nod can just say, I'm listening. A smile can show just that you're enjoying what the other person's saying. If you have a good frown, you have probably realized that even just your thinking face, your resting face, if you know what I'm talking about, if you're wearing that, the person might interpret that as you not liking what they're saying. That might just be, say they're telling a story about getting a promotion themselves and you're listening carefully, but you have a little bit of a frown or a serious look. That could easily be interpreted as them thinking, oh, I'm unhappy this person got promoted because I didn't or I haven't. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Smiles and nods encourage the speaker, encourage them to keep speaking, to keep sharing. The second thing is emotion. So add expression and depth to the things you say. Those things say things that words can't. Someone tells you a sad story, say they're laid off. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry. Putting emotion behind that, your true emotion. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. Add emotion, emoting in your conversation is something that some people, maybe they do too much. Some people don't do it enough, but make sure that the tone of your voice and your facial expression matches what you're saying so that there's not just the, oh, I'm sorry. There's the, oh, I'm sorry. And then there's clarification. So gestures when used right can make your point crystal clear. Whether that putting up, be putting up one finger and saying one or we need two days. Or if, say someone says a couple days, but they put two fingers up, that's much more clear than just saying a couple days. So use gestures, thumbs up, thumbs down. You can, even when you're listening to someone and they say they're sharing, again, good news, just smiling, putting a thumb up and nodding shows your excitement and support of them without you having to jump in and say, I support you. And of course, there's regulation. So It's hard to take turns when you're having a conversation with someone. This is hard for me, especially if it's a topic that you're excited about and you have things maybe you know will be helpful to the person that you're talking to. But instead of jumping in, you can just slightly raise your hand and you don't look at it. Don't raise your arm all the way in the air, but maybe putting putting a finger or two up or pointing your hand towards yourself. Without making it seem like you need to speak immediately, these little things show that you have something to say, and then the other person might get a cue to finish their next conversation, which will give you a chance. There's also some detractors, things that will hurt you, things that you can do. Avoid 
being too aggressive with any of the things I said above. So whether it be emotion, don't overreact to things. Don't make a bigger deal out of them than the person who's speaking with you. You don't want to divert the conversation from the core message. I don't see this a lot, but you, know, you don't want to break down and, and start punching a wall when someone shares bad news in the office. You don't want to create confusion. So make sure that the words you use match your gestures. So nodding your head uh, back and forth sideways, that means no. That's a great way to, if someone's sharing something that you think is bad, if you do that, that can show agreement. But you might be nodding to show that you're listening, right? That's something we all do. Well, if you're nodding your head up and down while you're listening to something that bad that happened to someone, or maybe they're, they're quoting somebody and you're putting your head up and down, that could show that you agree with what they're saying. Disinterest or hostility, watch your arms, crossed arms, or a turned back can shut down a conversation. Oftentimes people will cross their arms during an interview because it's more comfortable. Maybe it just stretches a little bit. But most of the time we do it to guard ourselves. It's a, it's a human instinct that we have. You close off. It, there's psychology behind this. When you cross your arms, it covers your heart, which protects your heart and your chest where most of your most valuable organs are in that area. And it's interpreted that way, even though most people don't know it. So when you speak, keep your arms at your sides, in your pockets, on your hips. One of the things I've learned is where you point your feet also shows people how interested you are in the conversation. So if your feet are pointed away from someone, that can show, that can be a cue that you're ready to get away as soon as possible. You're ready to leave the conversation. The truth is, if you are pointing your feet away from someone instead of straight towards them, you probably are feeling that way. But that might just be because you're so nervous. Maybe it's the end of your interview and you're ready to go because you're ready to get to the car and breathe that sigh of relief. However, when you speak with someone one-on-one -on -one or at a desk, keep your feet pointed towards them. It just creates a more welcoming, opening, physical presence for you. And then... Of course, there's misinterpretation, so cultural differences matter. A thumbs up might mean something different in a different culture than it will in your culture or the culture that you are used to. So know your audience and be careful of what you use and how others might see that. Mastering the art of communication is a continuous journey. It can propel your career. It can make your relationships outside of work richer and elevate your life experiences especially while you meet new people, go new places and try and make new connections. The beauty of communication lies in the fact that it's a two-way street. Listening with intent and speaking with clarity and empathy are super important and never forget the power of a genuine smile or a firm, worn handshake. These things matter, like I said, for your job interview your meetings in person, on Zoom, on phone, but also once you land the job, your dream job, how you're seen in the office, how others interpret your physical, verbal cues and behavior, that can make a huge difference on getting promoted, on people judging how likable you are, how interested you even are in being in meetings. If you're leaning back in the chair with your arms folded just because that feels better, that can be seen as someone who's totally aloof and not interested in being there. Take 
all the things from this episode and start thinking about your phone interview, your video interview, your in-person interviews, and then apply this also. Start thinking about whether it's your current job or your next job, how you can use this to be more liked, to show physically and in your words and how you listen. Let that parallel how interested you actually are. And some of this too is just faking it a little bit. Say that someone's talking about something that you just don't care about. Well, it's kind to listen. Sometimes people just need to be heard. So be that person who gives the time, listens carefully, doesn't interrupt, isn't excited to get away, doesn't have their arms crossed. And also when you speak, you prove that you've heard them, that you care, and that you communicate in a way that they can understand. We have a lot more soft skill episodes to get to. I'm super excited for things like emotional intelligence, adaptability. What else am I working on? Time management, your personal branding, just soft skills at work in general is an episode I'm going to bring out in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening to the job interview experience. I'll be back with more soon. Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes. Don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet, and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over. You won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today.